Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back for another great episode of the Weekly Detour. I'm Teddy with my co-host, as always. And Teddy, folks out there in podcast land, what's going on? Ready? Let's go, baby. Let's go. Oh, he hyped, he hyped this episode. Let's get, it, let's get it going, man. Make sure y'all check us out on our Weekly Detour Facebook page, the Instagram page, and whatever y'all listen to y'all podcast at, make sure y'all hit us up. Make sure y'all drag a like and a comment because he loves the algorithm and it's all about the algorithm, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Yes, sir. And make sure you check out uh Teddy on his other podcast with K Dizzy, the K Dizzy and Teddy Coast to Coast Happy Hour Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to him on Patreon. Hit them up. You get them coasters, them stickers. They're going to have t-shirts. They're going to have all types of merchandise coming at you soon. Yeah, man. Thanks for the plug. That's Plug Master right there. I let him handle all the plugs. He loved doing And And, uh, oh, real quick, um, got to give a shout out to my homies, my boys over at Break the Apocalypse, Shaheen and John Draper. They just recently celebrated 100 episodes in the game. So, round of applause. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Trying to get to that level. Yes, sir, man. Like, that's big time respect, man, because people don't understand, like, the level of dedication and commitment to do a show weekly is a lot, man. So, yeah, man, to get to 100 episodes for any podcast, you get my ultimate respect because not a lot of people had that dedication, that level of commitment to stick to it. Like, some people get into it. They might only last five episodes, ten episodes. These boys at a hundred and yeah. running. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's definitely it's definitely hard. I mean, we just did our what seventy what fourth one, about to do seventy uh fifth this week with the with the K Dizzy. Yeah. Yep. And, and and doing it weekly, yeah, it definitely is hard. Yeah, yeah man. Like, even, yeah, yeah. And it's like one of those things where man, like um, life gets in the way. Sometimes you may, you know, not, you know, be in the mood to do it. But it's like, you know, you just kind of got to like commit yourself to it because people are, when it comes to anything, television, you know, back in the day before you had DVRs and stuff like that, it was like appointment television. You had to like, you had to be in front of a television if you wanted to see your favorite show or a game or whatever, what have you. Podcasting is the same thing where people are creatures of habit. If you are on, if your show is every Wednesday at, uh, it drops every Wednesday at three o'clock. People gonna be expecting every Wednesday at three o'clock or every weekend. You know what I mean? So you gotta like keep that commitment to um maintain your listenership and to grow your listenership because it's like people are creatures of habit when it comes to these podcasts. Yeah, definitely are. Yeah, we gotta keep it going. That's what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. But how was your yeah. how was your week, sir? Oh, my week was good, man. Minus the uh, heat. Minus the heat. Yeah, it's hot out there. The heat index, literally, man, like, I don't care. It it, it could be, like, 75. And 75 is, like, optimally the perfect temperature you want to be at. But that 75 felt like 95. Like, whatever the actual degrees was, the humidity made it feel like it was 20 to 25 degrees higher. Yep. Yep. So. You know, it was nice and sunny out here. So, we, I'm chilling. 
Oh yeah, here you go with the weather, man. Here you go. I, I, I wasn't even gonna bring the weather up this week, but you was like, "Yeah, let me get that in there." I said, "Ask how your week was." You the one talking about oh, it was hot out there, so I mean, of course, I'm gonna bring mine. Nah, but um, no. Other than that, man, I can't complain. My favorite part of the week, um, is always being with you and the listeners out there. Um, I will say, uh, I never took a day off, and as we record. I'm up to uh, day 667. Yeah, man. So that's why, folks, um, you don't got to worry about us. We will definitely make it to 100 episodes of the Weekly Detour podcast because I'm bringing that same. I'm bringing the same mindset that I uh, put into my walks to this podcast. So uh, as long as I'm breathing in and out, you will get a weekly detour. All right. We're going to make sure of that. Yes, sir. Because Teddy going to hold me accountable. He He's good about keeping people accountable more more, more than anybody himself. So uh, Teddy's real big on accountability. And, like, if something got to get done, he'll make sure it gets done on his end. Yeah, I make sure he, you ain't slacking. <laughs> yeah, 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 Teddy's good about that. He'll bust your balls if you is slacking, too. Yep. All day, every you know. day. But um, Teddy, man, um, I feel like um, more and more we always have like you know we come into some shows, you know, how oh, what are we going to talk about? But the news guys bless us with so much news and pop culture and sports and everything else, man. We got to start off with uh, more of a follow up to a previous episode when we talked about one of your heroes, one of your boys, my, Deshaun Watson. My, that's my hero now. That's that's my <laughs> hero. So he's my hero. This man must be your ultimate hero. Like he he's your dad or something. I can't <laughs> co-sign you, that right now. You, I how can't you co-sign that on me. <laughs> Come on, that's my hero. <laughs> and he's my hero. The Vince man is just stepdad. I look, I put it out there now. And he look, he must be your stepdad. That's why y'all go uh, to WrestleManias all the time. Uh, fo- uh, uh, folks, uh, <laughs> yeah, just folks, to clarify, yeah, Te- clarify, Teddy's joking. Yeah, I know. Teddy's joking. So I'm joking. <laughs> so you're not joking. So we both bo- joking, we, we both joking. Cause, cause yeah, I'm joking. This big man, stepdad, man. I man, I man, ain't know your last man. name was Big Man. <laughs> Bro, we ain't gonna play like that right now. Man, you brought it up. About it. You brought it up. I, you gonna bring it up? I gotta bring that up. You gonna say that's my boy? I'm gonna say you know. That's just that it's it's uh it's Aunt McMahon right here, ladies and gentlemen. Aunt McMahon, yeah, I'm, you know I'm a bust balls all day every day. You started, I'm gonna have to finish it. I'm gonna have to knock it down. This guy over here, man. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so we talked about um, you know, we had a uh, Jordan and Jace on for that episode. So check that out in the archives. It's the uh, Fight the Power episode available wherever you get your podcast. Weekly Detour, look us up. Um, and uh, we kind of got into the initial, the, the specifics of the case. So we're not going to rehash all of that. Bottom line is, you know, a decision was reached that, uh, Deshaun's punishment was going to be a six game suspension. Now for what he was accused of, you know, I thought it was a little excessive, but my bigger issue with the whole thing was the NFL after basically 
you know, letting an independent entity judge and all that handle the arbitration, the case and say, okay, this is the cl- the conclusions that we came to. This is what we feel the punishment should be. That should have been the end of it. The NFL basically stepping in and saying, yeah, we're going to appeal this after the independent people and already looked into the case to me is wrong. I, I, I just feel like, you know, this is another case of, it's Texas. You're trying to bring a black man down unnecessarily, man. But like, the case not in Texas. The situation happened in Texas. He's in Cleveland. He's in. in he's a Cleveland uh, Brown. So he's in another state right now. Now the situation happened in Texas, and then I feel like with the whole thing is it because they get pressure from outside the NFL more with the fan base. But I'm more curious about why do you think six games is excessive? Like, why do you think that's too much? Um, Basically because of, I'm just looking at what he was accused of, right? He wasn't accused of any type of hardcore crime. Like, if this was by all means, if this was a rape charge or if it was proven that, like, something, like, truly heinous happened or went down, by all means, not even six games, throw them out the league. But in a case like this, I feel like you're essentially saying, okay, he, he was a creep. He was a weirdo towards some women. And look, I'm not sitting up here co-signing women should be, they should feel awkward or uncomfortable in situations and they should have to put up with creepy behavior and all that. But what I'm saying is if you look at what he was accused of, he basically says some things to, to the allegedly says some things to women that they felt, uh, was kind of creepy or they felt was inappropriate. Okay, cool. Okay, that that that's how they, they had the right to feel that way. But is that really some, is that really worth six games? Because like at, at what at what where do you draw the line at? Because he won't he wasn't the first player that said something inappropriate to a woman. He ain't gonna be the last player. So where do you draw the line? Like, oh he said this, so he gets six games, but the next guy say something creepy, oh he only get two games. It's more where he said it at. You said, yeah, you walking down the street, said, yeah, I'm offended, yada, yada, yada. You said that as you getting massaged by a masseuse with no clothes on. So it kind of, you know, changed the way they looking at the situation. What was said? What was where he wanted to be massaged at? Like, what was these other stuff that was said? Like, we don't know that. But and they felt offended about what he wanted, we don't know what he really wanted. So we don't know. So that's the thing about the situation. It's different. You fully clue walk down, you in a bar and said something like, oh, he offended me what I said. Yeah, that, I don't even think that would have been, you know, it is said it to a bunch of women in different bars and in six games, then I, I probably, you know, I agree with you then. You know, been like, all right, maybe that's a little excessive six uh-huh. games. But you you know you have no clothes on, and you getting a massage, and you said something, and the only thing covering you is a, is a towel. So it's kind of like uh you know that's what they looking at, and then so, you know with, but the NFL and what they've been going through a lot of cases, you know they send it to someone else because they need you know they not they only could go by what's happening out in the court. So with them cases didn't go to court like that and he settled outside of court, they had to go to someone else to get 
just some kind of verdict or something to see how many games you should get. And the precedent that they've shown in past other places going through cases or going to someone else outside the NFL to, have, to handle this, they precedent only been six games. So they was going to go give them six games unless something else happened. And they would have been like, all right, you're going to get suspended for a year or more than six games and you're going to be fine. They just did six games because the precedent they only showed before was only six games. If something like this happened, oh, you get six games. You know, you take uh, performing enhancing drugs, six games. You know, and you get violated, yeah, but-, but it's a violation for that. You do that multiple times, you know, you get, you know, you get drug tested and then that's that. But with this, it's a different precedent because it don't, you know, when it happens, it wasn't happening, you know, it wasn't put out there a lot like that, I should say. Because I'm pretty sure something like this in the time of the whole NFL, this ain't the first time somebody says something inappropriate or did something inappropriate or have cases where, you know, where it's more out there now. And within the last, I want to say, 25, 35 years where you put it out there and like, oh, you got to suspend this guy for a whole year or you got to kick him out the league or, you know, six games or something, something other like that. But if you only showing a precedent to do six games, what more than, you know, you're going to do after that? Unless, unless the court says something. Well, yeah. Well, um, to your point though, I want to bring up uh, a point you had brought up earlier about, you know, it was uh, about where the uh, in, where the uh, words were said at. He was uh, getting a massage. He was naked. Just only thing he had covering him was a towel. And I, I understand where you're coming from, but to play devil's advocate, using your same example or a, a version of your example, what if it? What if the uh, roles were reversed? What if he was in a strip club and he got a woman that's basically half naked and in his face, blah, blah, blah. He says something that she feels like is inappropriate, and and if or, or like whoever steps in and says, "Okay, six games suspension," would you think? Would you think because of once again where he was at, that would be excessive? Like I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not once again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like disrespect is all right, but I'm just saying by your by your definition, okay, he was naked getting a massage, and he said some things that were inappropriate. You you could apply that same logic to a man being in the strip club. With women that's naked saying something inappropriate, but in a strip club, they're pretty much nude. You're talking to a masseuse that has their clothes on. It's not the same thing. <laughs> so I can see the what you say inappropriate, the same thing, but the situations are totally different. That's not putting it in the. That's not putting it in the same light right there. Still not the same. It's not the same thing. Cause what you could say in the strip club, you can't say some of that. You can't say that to a masseuse. It's like you know, you really had to say something to offend, you know, a stripper. Like you really said, like say you say something to a stripper, and it's like okay, whatever. But you said the same thing by getting a massage, and, and the masseuse look at you like, what the hell are you doing about? Like it's totally different. <laughs> so it's like the you know. It ain't the same. It's not the same right there. Yeah, I, I mean, mean okay. you talking about maybe somewhere else. I, I like you. You gotta. You gotta think of like a professional place. Like you gotta think of some a, a different professional place, somewhere to every like 
the other person have their clothes on and then giving this person a massage or or yeah. uh you know like saying if uh you know you can say the same thing and you you know you uh at the doctors or something. Were you gonna say that to the doctor? Now that could have been a comparison you should have used using the devil advocate. Say you had a doctor, you get the physical. You wanna say something, you gonna say something appropriate to the doctor? Yeah, they gonna say something. So they're gonna be like, that's not inappropriate. You got the clothes off then all you got is a gown on. You gonna say that to the doctor or the nurse? That's the situation you should should have brought up. That right there would have better would have been yeah. a better, you know, kind of a closer comparison with with that, with the masseuse, because you're in a situation yeah. in the professional environment where this person helping you, but you're saying something inappropriate. Now, now let me ask you this, because um, do you think, and, and I don't I don't even think we brought this up on a previous episode. This is a thought that just kind of popped in my head. And I, like I said, I, I see where you're coming from now as far as like the comparison there. But I, I have to ask, do you think that these chat, and I'm, I'm I'm only you know playing devil's advocate. Do you think part of this was like a cash grab? Because you got to think. I don't know what these women look like. They could be beautiful. They could be average. They could be. I don't know. But being in their profession as masseuse, I'm not once I'm not saying that you know you should talk to them all reckless and crazy. But I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson was not the first person or the first man that they encountered as a masseuse to say something inappropriate to them. I'm sure they, I mean, just being women in that profession, I'm pretty sure they hear a lot all day, every day from all kinds of men. Do you think that they might have looked looked at this to Sean Watson? He's an athlete, he's a celebrity, he got some money. They might have been, it might have been a a conversation where it might have been going back and forth, blah, 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 blah. And they might have laughed at all initially in the moment. But when they found out, okay, who he is and what he was worth, they might have used that to their advantage and say, yeah, they got conveniently offended. Yeah, but it was I'm like saying, over 20-something women. <laughs> they all thought the same thing? Every last one of them? I mean, it was like two or three that was like still like, no, we're going to fight this or whatever. But that's a lot. The coincide with all, all of them? All, like, so the other 20-something all thought the same thing was like, are right, we going we gonna to do this? That's a lot. That's that's a, I mean, that's a big number, though. So, well, so the number was so much where I feel like something else was behind it. Where, well, because they was already working with the team, because the team already knew about it. So if they the ones setting it up, now it could have been something could have been leaked. Because he already, you know, he already was trying to voice his opinion. He wanted out of that, you know, that team. So do you think, you know, the team could have did this? The team could have leaked that to the other ones, like, oh, take them to court? Like, could have been, it could have been something like that. If you seen cash grab, it could have been like, oh, yeah, heard of status so we could trade them for cheap, something like that, yeah. you know, take yeah. his value down so we get more or something like that. Or, or because they was behind it. They put these contracts, you know, to have the masseuse come in. So, it could have been something verbiage in there and it, and something could have happened. It could have put this all together. So we don't know. We don't know all, everything. That's the thing about it. They won't put that other information out there like that. Or the oh, suspicion. It was just all about like all oh, the certain amount of women. And then it was him. And then he said something appropriate or 
you know, said something to them to get them uncomfortable, and that was it. And as what you were saying, but with the cash grab, it's just like, you know, they. I feel like when it's over, like, a certain amount, I feel like somebody else was communicating with all of them. When it's over a That's certain amount. Mean. But it had to be, but, you you know, you ain't say that part. You just said cash grab, but if it's going to be that, it had to be somebody had to get in contact with all of them to kind of, or majority all of them to get them on that page. Well, like, no, what I mean is, no, I mean, I'm not saying, them. I'm not saying 20 something or ever, how many amount the women thought about this. They self was like, oh yeah, let's all do this together or something like it had to be oh. like, you know, or it came out and then other women said something and, or either they all, either somebody said something to all of them or a couple of women came out, said something, and then they all said something. And and, and some of them could have been not, you know, either, like what you said, not even even thought about it. But it was like, oh, I gave him a side, but he ain't seen nothing appropriate. I'm just going to say he did. Now, it could That's be a few. I mean, I, it could be a few like that, but I'm just explaining the different situation that it could have been. It could have been that. It could have been somebody saying something to all of them. We don't know. We don't know how it started. Well, that's well, that's what I mean. That's my point, though. I kind of quit. I look at it like the Cosby situation, where I definitely think he did something inappropriate. But I feel like once you got, once you got about two, three women out there that said, "Okay, they they established he has a pattern of doing things." It's nothing for somebody else that might have had like a, a casual encounter with him at some point to say, "Hmm, ah, you know, th- you know." Once you hear four or five women telling the story then you come out with a story similar to the four or five women previous. So when you say 20 some odd women, I'm not saying that all of those women are lying, but I'm just saying that it, it could be a case of where two, three, once they saw like two, three women come out, I, Oh, I was a masseuse for uh, Deshaun Watson. And he said something inappropriate. It, it's not, it's not far fetched to believe that somebody else who might've uh, been a masseuse for him, or maybe had some contact with him to say, Hmm. Let me put my story out there. I know he didn't really say anything or do anything inappropriate with me, but because all of these allegations are already out there, let me throw my name in the hat and it'll be more plausible. It'll be more believable because it's already been established that there's a pattern with this guy and masseuses and being inappropriate and saying things inappropriate. That's what I mean. Like when people, enough people uh, put out allegations against a person, some people kind of sit off on the sidelines and basically come up with a story that corroborates with what everybody else has been saying and they kind of throw their name in a hat and it's like in the court of public opinion you're already deemed guilty but after a while once the, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that believes once the number gets to a certain point i have to start asking questions like you know what i mean whether it's bill cosby because it got up with him and his situation it got up to like he had like 60 women that said he he did all he drugged them and drunk me he drugged them and did all kinds of xyz with them and i'm like 20 women come on man like at a certain at a certain point you got to look i'm not saying inappropriate things weren't said but i'm i'm like i have a hard time believing once you start to get up to 20 30 women that all 20 30 women was uh had something inappropriate said to them by this one person yeah i, I get what you're saying that's why i say i say it was either it's going to be the one situation where Somebody says something to all of them, or one person came out and then they just added on other people because he settled out of out of twenty four. 
cases, 20 of them got settled already outside of court just by, you know, just paying, paying them. And then that's it. And then it was a video of a woman said, yeah, the first time. So it was a multiple times that you came back again after he already said something inappropriate, you came back again. That could have been one of them that like, Oh, well, I'm just going to add on, but why would you go back again? So it's situations like that where, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, what was the situation? But it's other deeper stuff that that's going on that nobody's talking about because you know nobody ain't saying nothing about you know the team and the his old team to being involved with it, having people sign contracts and stuff, you know, getting this stuff done, and you helping like you getting the massage because you, you're probably paying for it to, so he could get the massage. So it's coming out of the team money anyway. So what's what was going on? So nobody's bringing be. that up. Nobody's bringing that part up. Yeah, and uh, this is like this is where people gotta like you really have to have a understanding of the law. Uh, it's one of those things where like um, you know he's getting a massage. Hypothetically speaking, if if he obviously to get a massage you have to be naked, right? So who's to say like he's coming out the room or he basically does a move where he's like this? Plat out. He exposes himself. Now technically, that in the eyes of the law, that's assault. If you expose yourself to somebody unwarranted, unwanted, that's 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 considered sexual assault. So maybe things like that might have happened, and that's that, that's what they're trying to keep under wraps. But then, if you saying that sexual assault, like I said, with the NFL and that precedent, they saying that's six games, like the case with Ben Rosenberg when he said they said he did something to a woman. And he got suspended six games. That was one woman. But they that precedent would stand where they only gave him six games. And where this one, they, it did not even go to court. They set it outside of court. And they took it to someone else because somebody else, could, you know, they not the law, the NFL. They had to send it to someone else. It was six games. So that precedent stands at six games. It's already made that precedent with another case already. It's going to be six games. The only reason that is pressure because there's so many women and the and then you don't want that backlash on the NFL where the NFL is folding because of the fans because they already took hits before and they already made the change where they took hits where other domestic violence uh, things was happening on what's going on in the league. You got NFL players was getting locked up for speeding, killing people, speeding, drunk driving. Uh, doing drugs. You had other cases with, um, yeah, it was like, uh, uh, like you had the Michael Vick case before years ago with the dog fighting. You had other things going on, but then, you know, you, and, and then you had the whole hit that they took when uh, Colin Kaepernick took a knee. So that was a whole other thing right there. You see the changes they was doing after that. They were just trying to, you know, save face. They was taking a lot of hits. So they were just yeah, like, they- look, they, they was like, look, we taking these hits, and they I know they lost a lot of money just from that because, you know, people, fans wasn't watching the game and, and, and wasn't buying tickets and stuff, but a lot of people were still buying. They, they're still going to show up regardless. But, you yeah, know, they just, they just trying to see – they just like anything that happened, NFL's like they do – they anything that happened, they just like later react over it. They try to react real quick, and they try to be like like save face. Like they always yeah. try to like try to save face with everything because 
even though they're a big, like a big brand, the NFL, they always trying to save face with everything. So that's what they've been doing for years with anything that's been going on. They're going to save face. They're going to listen to the public and they're going to be like, all right, here you go. Oh, you think this is wrong? Okay, let's retry it again. And that's why they, that's why where you saying it was excessive just to give them six games, but they pressing it been six games and now they reacting yeah. to the public uh, being on them. No, no, but my whole point with the six, I say that's excessive is because excessive because you can't, in my opinion, you can't treat everything as a one size fits all. I get the precedent thing, but to me, a rape and words and you know, domestic abuse shouldn't be on the same level. You have to like it should be on a case by case thing. But they're not you know gonna I mean? like because, but it's the NFL. They don't they not, you know, they're not gonna do that. It's a if anything with domestic violence and women, it's gonna be six games. It's just gonna be six games. They don't, you know, that's why they handle it. That's why they you always wait until what's happening. If it's gonna go to court, depending on the person get time or not, then they gonna do they they'll do something. They you get your games or whatever, something like that. If it didn't go to court, then they're gonna do they're gonna do what they're gonna do. They're gonna be like six games, that's it. Until unless fans is up in a roar about it. That's the thing about it. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna they've been doing this for years. I mean, it's not gonna change. Anything that's gonna be something about like domestic violence to someone a woman, depending how bad it is, it's gonna be like six games. Like I mean, just I'm just telling you that's the way it's been. It ain't changing like unless unless the fans, you know, up in the war about it, and then they was like, you know what? All right, that's retake it. That's why they're doing what they're doing right now. Cause they want to be like, oh well, that should have been it should have been more games, they should have been fined some money, and they didn't do that. Like the outside didn't do that. So now they're looking at the NFL, like, all right, well, they just the NFL just gonna react to whatever happens, and then they right. just they just do what they got to do after that, but they but cater into the. They're going to cater to the fans, like that's what they're going to do. They do the whole my, breast cancer thing. To what, like I think, like October or whatever. Like they ain't trying to lose no money with that. Like it, that's what they do. I'm telling you, this they're going to continue doing this. Yeah, but my whole point is though, like if you kind of look and look at the lead up to, like the um independent um in the investigation into uh, Deshaun Watson, they basically were prepping people that. They were basically pre- uh, prepping people for the fact that nothing was probably going to happen to him. Like they said, they're doing their investigation. They're not really, they're not finding anything. He's probably going to get off. They were basically preparing people, even though they knew like people were still going to be like, well, why is this? They were preparing people. So my whole thing is, I'm not saying like, you know, in some cases, people should let their voices be heard on all that type of stuff. And everybody has the right to their opinions and all that. But I feel like it just, NFL in this case should have like put their foot down and said, you know what, fuck, it, fuck. It. Our outside people, this decision they uh, came to, we already let y'all know when we did our investigation that we didn't find anything. We he it's it's been an internal investigation. There's been an independent investigation. This is our this is the decision we're sticking with. This is this is this this is the the decision. Sorry, words. I'm having problems with words because I'm getting a little worked up. Are you on that soapbox? He on that soapbox, ladies and gentlemen. Here you go. This is the decision that was made, and this is what we're going to stick to. Like, I, I just think it sets a bad precedent that the NFL is going to appeal a decision that was already established 
by outside entities. So now you have the in-house entity saying, okay, we don't like the decision. We don't agree with the decision based on the public perception of it, even though we let the public know in advance that this was probably what was going to happen. Well, it That's my main did, issue. Once it didn't go to court, it was already, you know, is whatever after that. Once it didn't go to court and they had to send it to someone else to make a decision, we are, it was already not going to be like I didn't at the first. I'm like thinking like he's he's going to probably do six, maybe ten games. Like that's that was I was already thinking. I was like, look, it's going to be they're going to set like a new precedent. It's going to be probably ten games. I, that's what I was thinking. And then you know that was it, and probably a fine in there too. That was it. But that's the whole thing. And now if people want like to suspend the whole year. They are thinking like this dude already sat out like a whole year anyway. Last year, the whole thing sitting out last year, he wanted to trade in. This situation was already getting ready to come out. It was already prepping. This thing was already prepping, already coming out anyway, making noise. It just blew up the middle of last year, and it was just, that was it. So yeah. it was already getting ready to come out. He was already getting ready to deal with it. So. I mean, either way, they just wanted him. They they want him to serve more games or serve her year, and they want to take some of that uh, signing bonus that he got because he got a big contract. No, but um, I, yeah, and I get all that, but I I just feel like as the NFL, they're they are powerful enough, in my opinion, big enough to absorb the hit. Because what happens is, I understand what you're saying about the money and all that, but also, but to a point, you don't want to have fans or outside entities dictating how you run your business. That's not good either. Like you, you can't have like, you know, you can't every time something go down public opinion. Oh, we go, we gotta, we gotta pivot. You gotta pivot. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's never going to be balanced. The, the commissioner, his job is to keep the owners happy. If the owner's not happy because the fans not happy. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> so his job is the is running the league, keeping the owners because the owners own the teams, keep them happy. Is the fans talk about they ain't showing up, and you get enough fans that saying disgruntled, and it's affecting the owners. That means it's going to lead up to him. That means he need to make a decision. So it's going to, I mean, is it that's what's going to happen? It's been happening that way. So I mean, what you going to say if 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 he don't keep the owners happy. You know, you don't think owners would be like, you know what? We could start our own league. They don't have been before, you know, back in the day. So yeah. you don't think, you don't think that could happen again with enough owners, with enough money they got. They'll try, but I mean, the NFL you, is you take, NFL. you take, you take some of these teams away. You take, I'm talking about the big money teams, like the Cowboys, you take them out the NFL and they'd be in an independent league with a couple of some other teams. You think people ain't gonna start watching the Cowboys <laughs> or some of these other and other teams too? You take Cowboys, the Patriots, uh, take some of the ones that got the big name stars quarterbacks and be a competitive league. You think they won't be like, oh, you, yeah, they're gonna make some money over there. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. <laughs> but my, but my, like, you know, just the kind of bottom line, my opinion on it, I'm just like, I just feel like no matter what punishment you give this guy, it's never gonna be enough. Six games, then oh, why couldn't it be 12 games? Why couldn't it be the whole season? Why couldn't it have been a year? Why isn't he fired? I, I just feel like P- 
people wouldn't stop with this. This is one of those things where people would keep picking at it. He so say let's just say it, it um they um they up his um coming out of this appeal, they up it to okay, you're out for the year. First off, the shine side is going to fight this. I'm I'm, I'm assuming they're going to appeal the appeal because it's like we already came to an agreement and now y'all doing this bullshit. Okay, I'm going to sue you and we're going to take it to a real court of law. And a real court of law is probably going to come to the same conclusion that, you know, you and I and people that we had on the show kind of came to that. Yeah, there's really nothing here. We're going to throw it out. But My whole point in all of this is I'm just saying that I just feel like it would never be enough. People wouldn't stop picking at this issue until this man was unemployed, not in the NFL, not playing football no more. So I, I that's when, that's why I had, when did that case happen when uh with uh Ben Rosenberger? What year was that? Two thousand nine. So it's over ten what, over ten years and America yeah. changed from near to there. So of course when it happened there it was it was a big case. But it handled real quickly. He served the six games. That was it. I'm pretty sure people was like, oh, he should have got more games, but it, it, it swept it real quick. It wasn't a lot of people fighting for it or whatever. Yeah. And But you look at what happened then and then what happened in now, and it was multiple women and, the, and, and what he said and with the massage, and it's now it's like it's a different era now, like between back then. Now imagine what happened then happened right now. They were, and it was this one woman. They still would have been trying to give him more than six games. They've been doing the same thing right now. So the era changed between back then and now. The NFL is still trying to stay where, like, look, well, it's it's six games. I mean, you know, but the the pressure is more now. People are more vocal. It's vocal then, not to say they wasn't, but it's more with the times are changing, and a lot of people was like, it's really, you know, it's really on them right now, and they. It's with a lot of other things with the owners and everything else. So that's why it changed with them. You know, that's over 10 years right there. So a lot of things changed from back then to now. And still, you know, they still sticking with like, all right, well, it's going to be six games. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I agree with you saying, you know, the six games, honestly, I mean, I don't feel like it's a sets. I feel like, you know, six games, six games. That's it. So it's six games. You know, I mean, yeah, you still got yeah. a majority of the season. I'm like, you know, and now you say it was like basketball, where it's like 82 games or something. Six games ain't nothing. That's like, all right, that's, that's, I mean. that's in and out. Like you, when you say that's successful, that'd be like, all right, well, you know, all right, that's a long season or hockey or or baseball. Six games, baseball, they get like 10, 20 games or something. And it still be like, you know, they ain't really nothing. You'd be like, oh, yeah. I still got a hundred some more games. So you good. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, but with football, like you got what? What's the season? 16 weeks. So 17. six games is like <laughs> 17. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're kind of Super Bowl. No, but I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah, that's this regular season. They added another, uh, they added another, you know, another game. So it was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I know you ain't hip on it, but we we ain't yeah, but, talking about playoffs or that. This is the regular season. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm so out of 17 weeks, six games is a big chunk of that. That's why I say it's like excessive. I want to say, I mean, it's not a big chunk. I mean, it's not even 50 percent of the games, but you know, you still got over 10 games left. If you just do six games, you still you still it's a nice little chunk, you know, six games, but you still got over 10 games left that you can make, you know. 
he could make a difference out the rest of the season. Now you do ten games, you know, and they pressure them to ten. And they move it up to ten games, like you said. You sure that you know they will appeal that after the appeal and everything, and then probably go to court if it goes if it goes like ten or more. They will, you know, will do a appeal, but that's usually where they go. Even when people get uh, caught with drugs now, like they precedent is like six games banned substance, like steroids or anything else. Then you get caught again, you get get on the list or whatever. They test your urine or oh. whatever like that. But then you know, they one guy couldn't stay off the weed. He got kicked out of the league, had to get back in the league, was gone for a year, but it was like multiple times over and over again. But they precedent was always like start at like six games. So that's where, you know, I, I know you feel like it's, it's excessive, but that's what they've been doing in the six games. Now, there's more than six games, then I'm like, all right, well, then, you know, that's a little excessive. It's, you know, it's a little too much. Yeah. But I mean, but that's the precedent that the NFL did and they just not standing by it because they're getting pressure from outside sources. So that's just the way that's just the way it is right now. We'll see yeah. we'll see what happened in the next, you know, coming weeks or months and see how this will play out. You know, we'll I'm pretty sure we'll touch back on this again. Yeah. This it's just the whole situation is kinda of like just nutty to me. But like like Teddy just said, we'll uh revisit it if it uh comes up again and we'll be sure to uh Bring it up here on the uh, Weekly Detour podcast. So uh, we've been talking about change and rules and regulations along those same lines. Let's talk about a potential change that's going to affect people's uh, streaming services or one in particular. HBO Max, man, like the uh, Internet, social media has been a buzz about rumors of uh not, well, not rumors. It's pretty much confirmed that uh, HBO Max, uh, as of summer 2023, will be no more. And it'll be basically folded into uh, this, a new app with uh, the newly uh, merged Warner and uh, Discovery Plus as like a, it's going to be a part of their streaming service. First off, Teddy, what do you think about the uh, distant future demise of uh, HBO Max at the I guess by 2023, they would have been around, what, two and a half years? Uh, we'll see. I mean, i see what it looked like. i give it a month. After that, then, you know, might have to get rid of it, depending on how it is. I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, I would hope it would keep, uh, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they would keep, like, they solid, you know, the shows that always been on there. Now, some of the, the newer shows, it might get kind of dicey around there where they might keep the ones that actually was doing well, had a good fan base, but then the ones that wasn't, then they might just, you know, they might just uh, cut bait with them. They already done it with, you know, couple cutting a couple movies already. You know, everybody was talking about Batgirl. Movies, damn, movies pretty much done. They just not releasing it. They using it as a tax write-off. So, like, it just, it, 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 it's, it's a lot going on. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, basically, um, when I got the news, I had found out that they essentially were putting a halt, a cease on uh, all original programming on uh, HBO Max. So, like, if you were a fan of, like, something like uh, 
that new show, uh, rap shit or anything that was like, you know, original content based, they were icing all of that. And that I feel like that was, that was one of the, um, hooks, the HBO Max, like those original specials, those documentaries, they was really like, kind of like, um, that's kind of like to me what set them apart from just, you know, you know, like Teddy mentioned earlier, like the, the uh, established shows like a Sex in the City, a Sopranos, uh, Things like the that, wire. or yeah, the wire, something like that, or the like the established TV shows that they had on there, like Martin and Fresh Prince, Wayne's Brothers, et cetera, et cetera. It, it really kind of set them apart from like the other streaming services with those original specials. So to take that away is like bizarre because you would think that, um, even if you want to fold it into another uh streaming service, okay, cool, but why not? keep those same features or those same those, those same uh con- that that same content on there because the people that like that are going to just transfer over to your streaming service that continue to have access but if you strip away what people liked about HBO Max then they're not going to pay for a a lesser a lesser version of it they'll just stick to the regular HBO and we shouldn't make that a uh, distinction that HBO as a channel will still exist they're just talking about eliminating the uh, HBO Max as an individual streaming service. It essentially will be a tab on whatever the new streaming service ends up being. I mean, yeah, on cable, it'd be still like that. But, I mean, I have the, the streaming service. So, I mean, we'll see what it is. I never really looked at Discovery. I guess they just trying to merge and make something bigger and then see what else they could accumulate later on. I mean, I remember, you know, we said offline, you said they was trying to do something with uh with DC. We'll see. You know, DC been trying to get it together for about, I don't know, guys know how long. But, you know, they trying to do some with some 10-year plan or something. But I, I don't know. They just, uh, this, this I, I thought pretty much HBO Max was solid on its own. It was already had good content. It didn't need to merge with anyone. You know, they was already putting out good t- content, you know, every month. So, in my eyes, they was already good. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, like, but that's one of those things, though, because um, it's that's just how big business works. Because HBO, unfortunately, isn't its own thing. They're owned by Time Warner, who uh, is merging with uh, Discovery Plus. And, you know, whenever mergers happen, the new people that are coming in, they want to get the old people out and get their people in. They want to, whatever projects that were pre-existing that were being worked on before they got there, those get cut immediately because uh, HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken, tell you, correct me wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. They already laid off about 60 to 70% of their workforce of, as far as like production people, people that were working on different uh, shows, things like that. They um, released a lot of their workforce. So these chain, even though HBO Max is going to be around for at least another year as an independent streaming service, it seems like they're already starting to streamline uh, who they're who they going to need. It's like they already seem to be cutting the fat even before the eventual shutdown of the service happens. Yeah, it's definitely happening. And then they still, I don't know, they still will come out with the, the Game of Thrones prequel. Cause they was pushing, they already been pushing that out. So I don't know if that's still gonna come out or not. People was actually looking forward to that. So that who knows if that might happen or not, but we'll see. We'll see how this uh this uh merger goes. I mean, 
I'll, you know, I'll probably still have it for maybe a month. We'll see what happens after that because I may be like, eh, this ain't working out. <laughs> so, well, let me ask you this, Teddy. I know you're a big, you're big in the Marvel. You got Disney Plus as well. If, because like I said, we don't know what this new streaming service is going to be. It might not even be called the Discovery Plus. It, it might be called something totally different. But if they do a similar, if they have a similar setup to what Disney Plus is, because from what I'm he- from what I've been heard hearing from other people that are more knowledgeable on this specific topic than I am, as far as like the um, parties involved, it seems like the Discovery side of things they want to create a hub similar to how Disney Plus is set up. Because you know how Disney Plus has like National Geographic, they have Star Wars, they have Pixar, they have all the stuff that they own in addition to the original content that they're starting to create. It seems like they want the Discovery wants to be in competition with them. So that's why they're kind of like trying to get the DC stuff together. So that'll be their answer to the Marvel thing. Maybe HBO will be the answer to like the Pixar library over there. You know what I mean? They're starting to build that up. If the HBO Max thing doesn't pan out as far as what they end up with in terms of how it ends up on this new network service, do you would you stick around if they had other things like the uh, the DC catalog or other things going on, or is that not enough for you? I mean, HBO Max already had the DC catalog, so it was already there. I mean, now you're just merging it in there. What like what are you gonna say? It'd be a tab saying HBO Max. Then another tab that say DC, and then I mean if they keep like Adult Swim on there, I, I'll probably rock with it a little bit more. But if they get rid of it, it's like what's the point? <laughs> like how, like if you don't even keep that, then you ain't really trying to do anything now. And then more with like Disney, it's not even more with like the Marvel. Of course, you know I like to do it the Marvel movies, but like you know Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I mean, it's, it's other stuff. They got Natural Geographic, but it's like they they give you more of a... It's more of a catalog, what they have. And now if like, Discovery can do that, we'll see how, how it will look by next year. We'll see what, they, how, what things they need to do. Hopefully they did their research smart enough to where if they're going to do this merger, you know, you got to play it right. You know, if you're going to make them as a tab or whatever, you know, or, uh, like HBO Max or HBO B as a tab on there, hopefully you'll have like a separate tag with like, you know, this Marvel TV shows and movies or something like that and then have something else going on too. So, you know, with Adult Swim or have anything else going on. But that's what usually I, I feel like this ain't the end of mergers is going to happen because a lot of places going to start a lot of like streaming service services going to start doing more and more something like this, you know, because you got to be real big to compete now, you yeah. know, and I, I love you to be big like this, but I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it, it, this would be like, Oh, what the hell is this? But you know, at the end of the day, you want, you want more, you know, as, People, you know, to watch a lot of stream, you know, streamline a lot of uh, TV shows and movies. You, of course, you'll want this because you want you want more content and movies for the money that you're paying for. And now you yeah. upping up money for different, you know, show like different online streaming services. You, of course, you want you want the most out of your money. Like you want to get your money worth as watching like Disney Plus. You gonna get your money worth. 
you know what you're getting there. You're getting a whole lot of content, movies, everything else. Like you're gonna get your money worth from there. You want your same money worth from I was the I was feeling like I was already getting that from HBO Max by itself. We'll see how this merger is gonna look, how what other stuff they could put in, in together and how how it would look overall. If you know I'm happy with it, of course, you know, yeah, you will still get my money. But if I'm not happy, hey, somebody else could you know take my place on it because I ain't paying no more. So I mean it's all depends on how that how how it's gonna work out. But yeah, you know, we'll see how it works out at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's my whole thing. You gotta um see how it plays out. I just think that um I actually believe it or not, I actually think it's a good idea that we're seeing more of these mergers. I understand how some people might on the one side you might be upset that HBO Max is being taken away and broken down and altered to something that you never wanted it to be, but I feel like these where where the mergers can be a positive is it help it basically is being mindful of people's pockets because sometimes it's like things on Netflix that you you subscribe to Netflix for specific things that you can't find on Hulu you subscribe to Hulu because there's things you can't find on Disney Plus et cetera et cetera et cetera but people only have so much disposable income the streaming service is, streaming services are a luxury they're not a necessity. So I feel like the more collaborations and more uh, mergers you see with, uh, like, for example, like the Disney bundle, when they, uh, they tag team with Hulu and, um, ESPN, people like, and instead, instead of having to pay for those three things separately, they give you the, op- Disney gives you the option of paying for all three of those for one low price. Like you like the, um, what you said, um, not anime, um, Adult Swim. Adult Swim, my fault. I don't like the anime. <laughs> no, but um, like with the I mean, the anime is Swim. on there, but I'm just saying. But they yeah, had yeah, a, but they yeah. had a separate they had anime on HBO Max. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. Like you, you have HBO Max, you have Disney Plus, but I seriously doubt you would pay another streaming service that had only Adult Swim stuff. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. But so Adult Swim, that's where but, I mean. Well, just to correct you on that, with Adult Swim, Adult Swim is like a free ad. So I mean, I'm already watching certain things on Adult This Adult Swim. If I just want to watch but, like a marathon or or like a certain show or whatever like that, but, I, cool, have but it, I, I have it through you know, I have it through that. Now you had to pay for maybe a diff, like a higher version. Yeah, of course you'd be like, all right, well get it like that. But if it's already like an app that I already have, like a free watch it. I mean, I'm I'm good with it. But I'm I get what you're saying. Like you wouldn't pay, you know, if you had it here, you ain't gonna pay for it again just to have that separate app just for that. Yeah, I get, yeah. I totally get that. Like we're certain little, but that's with like certain things where it's not really as big. Like that's like you know, you had Discovery and you add like say Comedy Network on it with a couple other things and have their own little tab everywhere, like kind of like with a where where. Uh, straight to Paramount Plus. A lot of things go strictly like they starting to have their own programs and stuff on there. Besides having like other shows that be on TV. So yeah, once they came with that app, app and they brought a bunch of things together, and like that app is going to be more and more popular. And it's at a good price. It's not like it's a it's actually less than a lot of the competition out there. And especially, you know, NFL season, you not, you know, have cable, you could definitely stream a lot of 
you know, games on there. And then speaking of, we was talking about other stuff that, you know, merging or trying to have their own streaming service, like with the NFL, they trying to do, you know, they whole thing where they already had the app where they trying to have the exclusive games on like an NFL plus or something kind of app now later on where they're going to have, you know, cause the, the NFL, you know, Sunday ticket that was on like, you know, on direct TV, I think that contract get ready in where they're going to have exclusive games on they own on a different streaming service by the NFL, where you want to watch all these games, you know, red zone and everything else you could have to, you had to get that app. And then watch everything. You go get the app and watch all the exclusive games right there. And you go watch all the games like you know, like Sunday Ticket. So if that happened, that's another streaming service. So yeah, it's going to be a lot. And, you know, and sometimes you may want to watch it. Yeah, uh, like say if I want to watch the Eagles play, the only way I'm gonna see them is like Monday night, Sunday night football, uh, Thursday night. It ain't gonna be like regular games throughout the season because I don't have you know Sunday tickets. So unless I'm watching it streaming free online somewhere or having that app or they on playing against somebody out here, you know, it's only about you know, you only could get what you get on whatever coast. So whoever you know, save you on the east coast want to watch your favorite team on the west coast, yeah, you better watch that like at the bar or something when they got multiple TVs. So it, it, it's and, you know. Different streaming services is all about, you know, what you want. Uh, the bundles, definitely, you know, having the bundles and the merging different uh, streaming services is definitely going to help save a lot of people's pockets because a lot of people probably was complaining about, like, you know, ha- you can't have mo- multiple things to play, you know, different things that you want. And then a lot of them play the same thing. Like, I don't have a streaming service where it could be the same movie or show could be on like three different streaming services. You'd be like, what the hell am I paying for all these streaming services for? And you only watch a certain amount of things. So it might get to that point. Streaming service might be like, uh, you know, like cable where you pay for certain things for certain uh, things you want to watch, but then you not watching like 90% of everything else that you have on that service, like direct TV or like any, or rather something like that where Comcast, where you have, you only watching like, what, 10 to 20 different channels and then everything else you're not watching. So it's just extra stuff that you just have there. And then streaming service might end up being the same thing. So we'll see how that, you'll see how this uh, works out. That's why, you know, people uh, trade streaming services where, you know, and I have one thing and you got the other one. Hey, just, you know, you get that one, you get this one, there you go. Now you only paying for one, but you got two. So it was like a little two for one thing right there. That's how you yeah. get, you know, that's how a lot of people do it right for nowadays. Just do it like that. Yeah, I feel like that's the future of uh, uh, streaming services. I'm just going to be uh, more mergers because it's more affordable, more cheaper. Because, like, just to have, um, you figure, like, if you have like four to five streaming services, that's going like that's going to run you over a hundred dollars a month, right? So you, I don't know. I I just like the idea of the merger. Only thing I don't like about like for example like with the like the Disney bundle with Hulu and ESPN, when you do that bundle, the price point is pretty solid, but it basically you get um, you don't get you don't get the full experience. 
You know what I mean? Like you don't get the full experience of if you had those as individual things. So like what um like Hulu Hulu I think you would I think it's um it's the ad version. It's the it's the uh the, the Hulu that's part of the bundle has the uh ads and the uh, shows and stuff. So there's like no there's no ad break. So and you I'm can't spoiled. get the version without the ads. Uh, I believe I have to look it back up, but I believe that is the case. Or like when uh you know like when Disney does like those um they release the movies for like um an, an added price on top of whatever you're paying. Uh-huh. Like that wouldn't be a part of like the bundle. Like you basically you basically get like a stripped down version of the main site uh, of the uh, main services, but you get them at a discount. So that's the trade off. Nah, man. I mean, all yeah. that you could get Sling TV, and then you can still get this ESPN app and still watch ESPN stuff on there. So I mean. It's you know you get certain things, certain things that you know you gotta maneuver it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I like you know I got Hulu separate, so it's just I'm gonna get you know without no commercials. Yeah, but I'm, the I'm Disney thing, that. I had the Disney is still you know they still come out the movies. You still had to pay if you want the exclusive movie to come out. So at yeah. the end of the day, you still you know have to pay for that if you want it, or yeah. you can just wait until you know it actually you know. You could get it now. Exclusive, like you know, that movie come out exclusive on Disney Plus. Yeah, you're waiting. Like if you wait it, wait until it's you know that's over with, or you just pay for it right then and there. But you know, it'll probably take a couple months, and then there, and then you know, you end up watching it, you know, yeah. just for your regular monthly price instead of yeah, paying just- the extra, you know. Twenty dollars or ten to twenty dollars that the watch exclusively yeah. soon it comes out right then and there. Well, all it just kind of depends on like what type of um streamer streaming service. Uh, it depends on what type of um person you are in that regard in terms of how you you consume your content. Somebody might be cool with the Disney bundle because they don't watch. They're not on them like that. They don't watch everything. So it's like, yeah. Well, that's what I, I said about that. But that's the same thing I said, you know, about cable or where I said, you know, this about streamer services now. It, it, if it's going to it might end up being that type of thing where you have different streamer service, but you're only watching like 10, 10 to 20 percent of each streaming service. So that's what it comes down to. Like, at least I know with. Disney, I'm watching at least over 50, 60% easily of the content they have on Disney Plus with multiple things on there. So I know I'm watching, I'm getting my money worth right there. HBO Max, I was watching a lot of stuff. I was getting my money worth right there. Like with Hulu, yeah, I'm watching certain shows and certain movies, but I don't think it's over 50%. Netflix is probably over 50% because I watch a lot of, you know, they, uh, you know, movies, some of these shows. So, like, I'm definitely, you know, I've been at, at Netflix for a while, so I'm definitely watching that. But, you know, it gets, it's going to get to that point where cable pretty much is dying off. Everybody either, you know, watch something online, streaming anything. Everybody, everybody sharing or trading passwords and stuff like that. So, it, it's, you know, it's getting to that point where you sharing it just to save money. They seeing what everybody's doing. 
more. I'm, yeah, that's what we this this said. Where I won't be surprised like if more mergers happen. Where because as you were saying with the with people with the with paying and everybody's treating stuff, all this you might will start merging. At least you could at least get more customers at a different at, at least a different price, and you try to get more people in that's going to watch, and you got more things to offer. But you start take. I think it just the off the, the merger kind of not rub me the wrong way, but when you kind of like took a lot out, like I know you got to bring your own people in, but a lot of the content that you might take, it all depends. I, I just see what they taking out to make a further like judgment on it. But if it's a, like a lot of stuff where a lot of people was watching certain things on there, then you, you're going to lose some people, you know, now you want to gain some people, but you might use a lot of people depending on what content, you know, you're getting rid of. So we have to see, you know, till next year, we'll see how much stuff they're going to, uh, content they're going to get rid of off of HBO Max. And then we'll, you know, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have to, you know, follow up on this later and see how, how does it end up? Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm kind of with you. Like I, the Mer- I do understand why the merger would rub people the wrong way because you're basic, you're, you're basically, breaking down an entity that didn't need to be fixed but it's one of those things where you know business is business so even though uh hbo max far and away was bringing in more finances than uh what discovery plus was doing the fact of the matter is um hbo max is owned by time warner time warner is in business with disney plus i mean with uh discovery plus and if their new business partner is saying this is how it's going to be then you kind of have to go by those guidelines, and that's basically what it is. I mean, everybody involved on a di- on a Discovery Plus side and on the uh, Time Warner side basically said, "Look, they agreed that HBO Max got to go." You know, it was a mutual decision, and they basically started cleaning house. So, hopefully, whatever they have in mind for this new combined streaming services is worth was worth the uh, demise of uh, HBO Max. Yeah, we will see. We will see, sir. But uh, just to follow up on a story we said we talked about a few times on the show, uh, they finally came to a verdict on uh, Brittany Grinder. Ridiculous. In uh, Russia, and they sentenced her to nine years. So. Nine and a half, man. And oh, I, nine and a half now. I know it just said nine years on uh, ESPN. They kept saying nine years. So, oh, the one I, I mean, saw. Was already, nine. I mean, shit, you, you might well say nine and a half because she's been in there for a while. She's been in there for probably like six months already. So, I mean, you might well say, you know, if, if you might well say it is like nine and a half, you already did at least half already. So, but yeah. uh, it's uh, it's basically they just said it's formality it because. It's going to end up being trading prisoners. Um, we have, you know, United States has, I guess, so far uh, prisoners, and then they have uh, Brittany Garner and another U.S. citizens over there. So uh, we'll see, you know, what would be the appropriate, you know, trade, what would happen. Because, I mean, I just feel like um, this, where, you know, her namesake. A lot. She's getting a lot of, you know, 
you're getting a lot of help from over here because you have, you know, a lot of like NBA athletes said something, a lot of other athletes been saying something, the whole course, the whole WNBA, you know, people are contacting the president, trying to get her, trying to work out some kind of trade or something. Uh, and I mean, that's helping the other person or persons from USA that's stuck over there too. I don't know how long they was over there. So they're trying to work and hold, negotiate to get them back over here too. And, it, you know, it's a long process. We don't know how long this process is going to take, depending on how much pressure they're going to put on the president. Be like, look, push this, you know, push this through, you know, and she's stuck over there. And the thing about it is just like, you know, of course, we want, you know, her to come home. We want, you know, all you know, U.S. Uh, prisoners over there to come home. We don't know how many they have, but what's the trade is going to be. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I just think I think the trade is just it's ridiculous because you're talking about legitimate war criminals, and you're um trading, you're trying to release them essentially for weed. I just think the disparity there is ridiculous. I think it's a shame that this woman is being used as a um basically a pawn in this bullshit um you know, war between uh, Russia and uh, the Ukraine. And I feel like, honestly, because Putin, um, Putin is not a dumb person. And I feel like he realized early on that he had America by the balls, by the nutsack. So he was going to string this along for as long as he could. So it went from, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, if they're willing to uh, give us one pr- uh, prisoner of war back, why not two? Why not three? You know what I mean, so you know, because you because you got because you got to figure the minute they put down that ridiculous time, you know, you know, sentence of nine years, nine and a half years in prison, whatever it was, it's like, come on, you you really gonna keep her in 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 in, in uh, that jail for that long? Yep. If you want her out sooner, we we can have her out within a couple days if we get this 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 and this. You see what I'm saying? Well, they was going to give her ten years. <laughs> then he went down and he said, they could have gave her 10 years. They usually said the 10 year offense. They said nine. So, uh, but, but, but that's what I mean. Are they playing games with it? Because they're like, okay, we can have her back home. We, she can be back home by the end of the week. If you give us this, this, and this, well, this. they still had to date. Well, technically had to go through the trial anyway. So they still had to go through the trial, the whole trial process and then do the negotiation after that. So we'll see how long the negotiation would happen. But the, the trial still had to go. They still had the trial and sentence and everything. That still had to go through. So once that was over, then it starts with the whole, now it starts with like, all right, what's the negotiation going to be? I feel like, you know, U.S. about to get fleeced. They're going to they gonna take advantage of, of this yeah. country and they're going to be like, you got a guy they want back is like the merchants of death. Like he's just an armed dealer. I'm like, what? What? Like a armed dealer traded for, mm. you know, a vape pen. A, I, I ain't seeing the vape pen. I'm just saying an arms dealer traded for a WNBA player. I, I feel like it's, it's, you know, we ain't winning on this one. We getting her back. That's a, considered a good win. But you giving up somebody that that actually is causing harm to people. 
Yeah. Like and soon not- we get back over there, he's gonna go. His business is gonna be booming again. So, like, so it just it just that's the way it's just gonna look like. Yeah, and another aspect, people, you you want to look at it like, what if one of Russia's demands is the U.S. pulling out all their support for the Ukraine? Like, I mean, like this could go so many different ways. But he already said months ago. If they involved themselves, they would do something to U.S. So that was already established where he was like, yo, mind, everybody else, mind your business. Don't get involved. So that was already established months ago. He already was talking. He already said that when the war first started, he was already saying nobody else get involved. Nobody else get involved, like at least with the fighting or anything. They may help him with some stuff, but he he said like, look, if you attack me, helping them, it's a wrap. Like this is what happened. But oh yeah, I remember. As you saying, if they talking about like, hey, I don't want you even giving them supplies now. That might be part of the negotiation, like what you saying. But yeah. as far as like fighting, getting involved, he already stabbed like, yo, don't get involved here with that. Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I definitely remember that part. But like, like you just said, like, um, he didn't want anybody getting involved in the actual war. Them basically blowing shit up and doing whatever they had to do to survive. Um, I'm just talking about like those extra side things, those side things where he might be like, hmm. And that's what I mean. This is why it's tricky because this thing has been dragged on for so long—nine years, ten years. They're going to play that game of how badly do you want these Americans back? And I feel like they're going to use this time to just kind of like fleece us. And I, I just think it's wrong. But, you know, at this point, do whatever you got to do to get them people back home to the States. And I just feel like going forward, WNBA, NBA, no sporting team, no entity should ever do business with uh, Russia again under any circumstances. That shit should be cut, you know, shut down as of I, now. I mean, I agree. Like, but the on, but the thing about it, the WNBA was only going over there the players because they not making as much as the NBA players, which is a problem because they are talented women that's playing the game good, great I should say, but the problem is they not getting the support by a lot of fans. The thing about the NBA, they get support by men, women, everybody, people like they packing stadiums. They packing these places. Even the team that's not doing good damn near packing places. Like, but the thing about it, a team that's doing great in the WBA is not packing it. Not packing the whole stadium. So they gotta pack, you know, like they gotta get more support. I just wanna know where's all the like, you know, the women's support, like you saying you support you know, like they fighting to get more money, but it got to happen with the support of fans. And I'm like, yeah. where's all the women is saying, like, you know, you want this equality? I'm like, well, you got a shirt throwing some money out so they can get more money. Like, that's the only way it's going to happen. Buy some jerseys, do something. Like, you got some, you know, you got some, if the NBA already getting support by fans for years and years, you got to throw that same support to them so they can get more money. You know, ain't like they could raise ticket prices for the WNBA and people be like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. 
Like they have to well, see not- and watch the NBA. But that's the thing about it. you got to start supporting. You got to buy some jerseys. You got to get some other stuff out there. It's a niche thing, and I'm sorry that I'm not trying to be a sexist or anything on this. Oh, well, here you go. But I'm I'm just I'm being real. I'm being realistic when it comes to female athletics, whether it's football, whether it's football, wrestling, uh, tennis, what have you. There's only there's like um, only a segment. There's a small segment of the audience that's going to support that. That's just you know that's just the way it is. Like in the WNBA, I'm sure. If you, I'm just sure. I'm sure. In some respects, you could say from a technical standpoint, they um are better than the NBA in in some ways in terms of like playing and all that type of thing. In terms of how they play the game, very competent, competently and all that. But it doesn't have the same aura of an NBA game. You know what I mean? Like I've never been to a uh, a game, but I've you know I've come across a couple of WNBA games. But the excitement level that you feel at an NBA at an NBA game. And and WNBA game, it's just like night and day. You know, it, it doesn't. You know, what I mean, it doesn't feel like the same level of enthusiasm to be there. You know, and half of the people popping off online, they're popping off because it's you know what's going on now is like the flavor of the month. It's the one thing that everybody's going to be up in arms about today, but then a week from now, six weeks from now, it's like not you know nothing ever changes. I, I don't know. They've been complaining about this for years, though. But this is with all women's sports because they did the same thing with the U.S. Like, but even with the U.S. national soccer team, the women better than the men. <laughs> Clearly, they winning championships. The men can't get out the first or second round. So I'm like, you know, clearly they should be making more because they they just. I, like the, but the thing about it, certain sports, you could tell, like with soccer, is an international thing. International, yeah. the men over in the other countries are way better than over here. Like we, they start playing soccer when they little kid and they keep playing it. We like it ain't too many, you know. It's not a lot. Like men's soccer players, are like yeah, this is like this is what I'm gonna be doing. And it's not a. It's not like the talent, the big talent pool that you get, you know, in that sport. They like it's like man ain't getting it, but with the women, they they got it. They have it. Like they're they out there destroying other women teams out there in other countries, and yeah. it's just like we have a big talent pool with the women's soccer than than the men's soccer. You know, it's just it's just that. But then in basketball you could tell like it's it's more dominating with the dunks the three pointers it's like a lot you know but the women is like more fundamental you know it, it's more it feel like more of a team togetherness right there but yeah. they should be you know making some more money where you want to keep them here and not have international incidents like this again where you shouldn't yeah. you know shouldn't have to go to another like Women basketball, they've been having to go to other countries for years. Like, I'm talking about 70s and 80s, like going back that far, probably before then, just making, trying to make a way for themselves, just to make money playing a sport that they love. So they definitely put the sacrifice out there where, you know, they had a woman league before and it folded. And then it came back, you know, again later on where 
you know, I saw when they did the WNBA and then they was doing good. It was good numbers, but it ain't the same, you know. Like you said, it just it just don't feel the same. But I, I watched it. I'm like, it was good. It, it, I liked it. it. Was entertaining to me. But you what? know, you gotta put that. You gotta put like the people that saying it, saying they should get more money. I'm like, well, you should. You know, well, buy some jersey, put some more. Go to some games. Like I bet you, they ain't going to no games. They ain't buying no jersey, no hats, well, no nothing. Well, in defense of that, like. You know, and you brought up the point earlier about how, like, the NBA, they have the slam duck contest. They basically, they pizzazz it up. So, to play devil's advocate, maybe people aren't supporting them because maybe the WNBA play, maybe they are too bland, too vanilla. Maybe they focus too much on the fundamentals and more effort needs to be put into, you know, like I said, basically commercializing a product. You know, you know, put them out there. Maybe put them on TV shows. Put them in commercials. Do slam the that that, well, that to me like would be. I mean, it's not enough of them was dunking. Like it was a big thing when the first women dunked. I remember it was like it was, I think it was like Lisa Leslie. When it's not a too many of them dunking at that height that they are. It's not you know ain't like all of them like yeah I'm pulling up dunking. Like ain't it, it was literally it's not that many dunking. I want to say it was like I probably seen maybe five dunk. Since I watched right. the WNBA, and they all oh, they need a big thing, but you know they do have an All Star game. They do have that too, and they do be on commercials. Like the the bigger name ones be on commercials, be on other things. The bigger name ones. Now that's the thing about it. And they need the more, com- like you said, more commercialize it, more to get it more of these fans into it to make you know young women look at that game like, oh, I want to be in the WNBA. I don't yeah. want to, you know, I don't want to, like, these want to be in that league and be like, I'm going to make good money in this league so I don't have to do, go out to go yeah. into another it, country it, to make more it, money. Exactly. It's like, it, it really comes down to, you have to treat it like a television show. And to be blunt, that's what it is. You, you have to treat it like, okay, a television show that has peaks and valleys, ups and downs. Like you said earlier. You know, WNBA, they're good about, they're more about teamwork and, you know, being fundamentally sound as a team and all that. That's all well and good. That's a beautiful thing. But when you come, when it comes down to entertainment value, that's not going to attract those young girls. That's not, that's not going to attract new fan bases. That might attract traditional basketball fans that appreciate the fundamentals of the game. But you have to like you have to produce this thing like a TV show. You have to make the WNBA feel like an event that that that's can't miss, that's must see. You know whether it's picking out you know the best of the best when it come to Duncan. Do I don't know like get them guest spots. Not on, that uh, many Duncan. <laughs> but, so but they, I'm just saying. I mean, they do have skill competitions and stuff like that. Like they need to have like when you say more commercial. It, it had to start like more on the like the All Star break when they had the all like same like you know when the NBA have All Star break everybody there is a show there's other stuff going on you know like the NBA got dunk contest three point contest other stuff like that you would say for this you was like you know they would have three point contest the NBA got skill competition they could have a skill competition they could have an All Star celebrity game have all different All Star celebrities. You know, be there and do other things, stuff like that, and then put that together, then it'll work out. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I feel like 
is you know there's a lot of blame to go around for why the NBA, sorry, the WNBA is failing. And I feel like everything can be, well, you know, the NBA does this, this, and this. And why does the male players, why does LeBron, why does this person make more than me? Well, because the NBA, A, they invest more money into the brand, into the players, into the teams. And B, you know, you're not LeBron James. Like, you're not. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you, LeBron James' point is this because you have invested fans that's paying more money that's watching other brand names in there. I know they keep, you know, they was harping on this on LeBron James. I mean, obviously, he's making top money. He's not even the, the main one making the top money. There's other ones, other players making more money than him. They just picked him out because, you know, his status and everything. Because he's pretty much like the, you know, I mean, he's still like one it. of the big faces of the sport. They could have picked anybody. They could have picked other faces of the sport too, but you know, they just easily picked him out. But they made the comparison where him and Sue Bird, Sue Bird is a, is one argued one of the best WA players, women players of all time. Damn near her and LeBron, I think pretty much got the same amount of titles in the same amount of years. So, and she's retiring at the end of the season. So, with everything that she's done for the sport, with the leading, I think she's all-time leader in assists in the WNBA. Like, been killing it for years. Been winning championships since high school, college, the pros. A winner. Every level. And, and but of course, you know, but it's the, it comes down to fans and like you said, marketing. They need to bring more events, more stuff to the game to bring to bring in more fans. You got to do better marketing, and you got and and then hopefully that help out, you know. And you got to bring, you know, commercialize it a little bit more. I mean, now they you know they've been on the video games the last I want to say last few years. You know, it's been mm-hmm. some years they've been on they've been on the, like the two K game. Now they're going to be on the cover. Her and uh, Diane uh, Taurasi, like her and Sue Berg will be on the cover. And they both great players played at the same college, won championships. Diane Taurasi is like the leading scorer in the WNBA all time. So it's like, you know, for them to be on the cover of the game, you know, that's going to be big right there. Just to see young girls looking at it like, oh, I could be in the WNBA and be hopefully be on the cover of a 2K game one day. Or maybe mm-hmm. – down ten years or twenty years down the line, be on like be on something else. You never know, but yeah, hey, it, we'll we'll see how that's uh how this all work out. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's a nice start. But when you kind of take a step back and you realize how long the WNBA has actually been around, they've been around since like the early, like the mid to late nineteen nineties, and it's just taken them this long to start to make these moves as far as like the video games and it is to the. This is stuff that should have been happening. It should yeah. have been happening. You know what I mean, so like to me, like how much, how much of this, how much blame should be put on management and whoever's in charge of the marketing department? Because you had to know, especially back then in the nineties, you know, when everything was definitely male driven, and like there was no, there was no space for women and non traditional things that didn't involve specifically just men. So. That's something that they they already knew from jump that they were fight were going to be fighting an uphill battle 
with, you know, the WNBA being a thing that was comparable to the NBA. So they should have came out from Jump Street, all barrels blazing. Like, don't write off this uh, WNBA thing just because it's, quote, unquote, the girls lead. They are just as good and in some cases better than what you're going to see over there on the NBA. And then you pizzazz it up. You give people characters. You give um, you, you, you dig into people's personalities a little bit, you know, put them in position to show their personalities. You do commercials. You put them everywhere. You have them sit in front row um, at an NBA game. You know, you put the spotlight on, you give them some interview time on there. You put them on the covers of uh, magazines. Oh, they already did that. <laughs> well, they've been oh, yeah, doing yeah. that already. They was yeah, already yeah, on but, cover magazine. They've been at NBA games. Some of them uh, host, like some of them uh, either commentated uh, NBA games where they do the commentary and stuff. Like they've been doing that too. They've been already mm-hmm. doing that. Now in the beginning, yeah. they was already on commercials and stuff like that. They was already on magazines. Now a lot of the personalities, like you said, I ain't feel like they really did a lot of that because you really know a lot of players. Like I knew maybe some players. And then, like, you knew, like, you know, you may knew, like, one of the great all-time players, Dawn Staley, because she was from, you know, from Philadelphia. Like, you knew her before, you know, the WNBA. You knew her. But it was a lot of other things, a lot of other players that you didn't know. Now, yeah, in the beginning, maybe they should have commercialized it a little bit more. But in the beginning, they was probably just, just trying to get it started. Probably you had a lot of money just to get it started, just to put it out there. And you, yeah. you know, but you had to, you definitely had to work on commercializing and try to get something yeah. to, to, to back it, you know. Yeah, you already got yeah. the NBA backing it, but you need, you know, you got to get some more commercialized. You got to start getting like, you know, like yeah. you said, with the personality, just to try to, I mean, just to have more interviews with these, uh, with these women and get more of a story where they've been doing at the last, I want to say the last 10 years, I me mean, like just start doing more stuff. You know, and you always heard about. They always seen them on commercials and magazines and stuff. But you know, just to get them. But it wasn't like a lot of stories. They just do what they do, and then I feel like it wasn't giving them a lot of play. But like I said, you know, the fans. It got to come down to the fans supporting them. And everybody keeps saying women this and women that. Are you at these games? Are you supporting these women? Are you saying it? But are you doing it? Yeah, and, and yeah, and also, but yeah, once again, though, like I would love to ask these people, like, why if you if you if you're pro woman, what are you missing? Because it's one of those things, man. And you know, we can um, bottom line it with this, or at least I am, as far as my opinion on it. You have um, the WNBA that's been around all this time. You mentioned they might have been having money problems in the early years. Yeah, they had the NBA backing them, but they still have to figure out a way to raise funds to keep themselves solvent to kind of like keep it pushing this was the you know they they were having those discussions in the late 90s it's 2022 and they still talking about money people still arguing about money problems to me that that's that's more a management problem than a fan problem because i understand your point about you know the people that are crying about oh you need to support i agree a hundred percent but you also from the other side of it you have to give those same people a reason to want to support you. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why you have like, you know, as terrible as the Mets are, you 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 have lifelong Mets fans that'll buy tickets to, sh- to to games because they know that there's always that chance that the Mets will pull through and give them at the very least a season not to be embarrassed about. You know what I mean? They'll give them something to hang their hat on. The WNBA 
you know, I don't feel like they give uh, they don't give enough of a reason or incentive for your um, loyalty, you know, for you hanging on for your support. So, yeah, I don't think it's always a case of people might just be supporting women deserving more, more so than the league itself. So they might not have a dog in the race in terms of WNBA succeeding or failing. They're more focused. I feel like those people are more focused on the female aspect. Yeah, that's uh, it. It, like, like equality and, you know, you know, the men should be equal to the women and vice versa. OK, cool. You can but say as far that, as, but you still got to you still I agree with you saying, but you still got to back them. Like, yeah, but you, you got to give people you, a reason. I, I, that's why I say I agree with you saying, but you still got to back them. Like, I mean, you can't just keep saying equality, equality, and then you're not, you know, kind of like doing nothing. That's like me saying, you know, we saying, you know, with with the. Like things have been going on in society and, and you're tired of it, but you know, you're talking about it, but you know, you got to put your money with your mouth is like, you can't just keep talking about, you can't keep saying you want the equality, but you're not really doing that. You're not taking no stand. You're not really making a, a, a difference. Now I see, I agree with you saying too, like it's definitely management, but you know, at what point where they doing stuff and you not really like, you're not, Buying the jersey, you know, you may like like that player. Like, oh, I want to support that player. Something that you saw like on ESPN, or you saw them play once, or you see them play. Or I'm not saying you know you gotta go to the game. I'm just saying like you know support in some type of way. You know, yeah. this you want them to stay. You know, and, and and you really thinking they should make more money. Yeah, is with management, and it's also with the fans. And you got you agree with you saying they got to bring you know start bringing more fans in the new ways they got to do that too. But the fans that you do have, you got you know you got to support them. You know oh, how yeah. are you supporting them? That's the thing about it. Are you just watching on TV, or you you know what, or you getting a jersey, or you you know actually spending you know some money on some on a player that you may like? You know you love this player, been watching this player play for five to ten years, and. You, you ain't getting like one jersey, no hat, no nothing. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely got to market them better, and they got to put them on, you know, commercials and and have them in commercials with products and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely got to do stuff like that just to get them more out there. But yeah, that's you know, well, we'll definitely have to follow back on this. Uh, you know, this ain't gonna be the end, end of the line for this, but it definitely would be more uh, stuff coming ahead. Yeah, and it's gonna be all good. Oh, last question, you know, and I and I was sitting here as you were talking, I was thinking about it, like, um, because you would know better than I. Has the WNBA had really had like a superstar that kind of transcended them since uh, Lisa Leslie? Because I I feel like you know I didn't find I'm gonna be totally transparent. I didn't follow the WNBA. I didn't watch. I, I just named I named two of them: <laughs> Diane Taurasi. <laughs> The leading scorer in the whole WNBA, and you had uh, Sue Bird leading. The oh, yeah, I'm sorry, you did. That was test well, two right there. <laughs> well, I don't see them everywhere. Like I, I remember seeing Lisa. What my point is, I saw Sue Lisa Bird like, is was- actually, which I think she married to the captain of the U.S. women team. Like they, they married. Like the one I, I can't remember her that woman name really escaped by it, but she was going back and forth with, with Trump and that whole thing where they didn't want to go to the uh, to the, the White House because they won the championship. And they were oh, going back and forth with the Twitter words and everything. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, 
they trans like them like WNBA. There's some players that transcended the sport, and there's more of them that put that should be out there and a lot of other stuff, but they not pushing them out there like that. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing about yeah. it. Is up there trend they up there changing the game all time. Great players, yeah, out there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I should have rephrased it because I do, I you, I do remember you mentioning those two names. What, uh, what I, the way I really honestly meant to say it was. Uh, Lisa Leslie, obviously, she, you know, when she first came on the scene, she definitely was a big deal. When I say she transcended the game, I mean, I just remember seeing her everywhere at her peak. She was on like the news. She was on different entertainment shows. She was on TV shows. The two players that you named, they might be transcending the game itself, but it's like, unless you follow the WNBA, you wouldn't necessarily know who they are because you don't see them in things outside of that. Whereas you saw Lisa Leslie everywhere. She was almost like, well, you got to uh, think about Lisa Leslie was in on in L.A. Where you already going to be, you you was you you on L.A. Yeah, even when they had Candace Parker, and she was on L.A. But you see, I seen her being being on like NBA shows like NBA Today and other stuff like that, and being in commentary like halftime shows in the NBA. So. She was definitely a play and won a championship with them. So she's, you know, but that's in LA. Were you in LA and you're starting LA on an LA team? Yeah, you're going to be on some other stuff because you're in LA. But all the other players, you guys think about Diane Torres, played in Phoenix. And, you know, and you don't see her, you've seen her, I've seen her on like different stuff before, but, you know, not as much where you're talking about like Lisa Leslie. Then you yeah. got Sue Bird was on some stuff, but it's not a lot. You know, if you if they was in the L.A. market, it'd be a little. I feel like they would get that little bit more push right there. But she's playing in Seattle, so yeah. like it's it's it's, it's kind of so it's kind of a little different though. With a lot of these players, where they changing the game and they dominating, but you know, you know, it's almost it's like on our radar. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a little you know a little tricky right now. Yeah, man, like I said, hopefully, like I said, obviously, WNBA, obviously, they have some talented players who deserve more of a spotlight on them. And hopefully, um, in the years to come, they'll get that spotlight, which will hopefully lead to uh, increased revenue for them and for their league. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they can, man. So, Teddy, my man, what else, what else is on your mind? Anything else you want to break down for us, sir? No, nah, that's it. It's a wrap. We got to pay some bills. Unless you want to be on your soapbox again like you usually do. No, only thing I'm going to get on my soapbox about is these plugs. Um, Thank you, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another fun edition of the Weekly Detour Podcast. Be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts. Um. Make sure you subscribe to our uh, Facebook page, our Instagram page, The Weekly Detour, and uh, hit us up at The Weekly Detour. I'm sorry, on our email page, weeklydetour at hotmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, hate mail, you know, direct the hate mail towards Teddy. Only send me uh, the positive mail. Send it to um, him because he want to be on the soapbox, so he got all that. You want <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry. He'll come, he'll come back at you because he won't. He'd love to be on the soapbox. <laughs> no, it's a whole love, folks. Um, be sure to check out the K Dizzy and Teddy 
Coast to Coast Happy Hour Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, subscribe to that Patreon. They'll definitely show you some love with a plug. You got, they got stickers, they got, uh, koozies, coasters, all kinds of merchandise coming at you soon. So be on a, be, make sure you, uh, stay tuned to that. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook, K Dizzy and Teddy Happy Hour Podcast. You also have, uh, Break the Apocalypse with Shaheen and John Draper available wherever you get your podcast. They just recently celebrated their hundred episodes. So once again, congrats to those guys. Much love. Um, subscribe to that Patreon where for five bucks a month, you get access to extended bonus episodes that you can't hear anywhere else, as well as bonus content that you can't hear anywhere else. Shaheen also has nuclear heat graphics for all your artistic needs. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram sliding his DMs. If you need some artwork done and speaking of artwork, we got our man, Nicholas and Garcia. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at eighth wonder Nick for all your artistic needs. Jace got the bottom line pro wrestling podcast available wherever you get your podcast. And finally, Boxman has Hollywood Hangout. All of these fine podcasts are available wherever you get your shows at Google, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean. They're everywhere. Download them, subscribe, tell your friends, leave reviews. Because on this po- and on this podcast, we're all about the what, Teddy? We're all about the algorithms. Yeah, you love the algorithm. Love the algorithms. Oh, time to go. We're about to make that the new thing. Time to go. Nah, a little beat on, like- a little, little bling. Nah, man, stick to the classics, man. I like cue the music. Man, that's that's my line. Cue the music. I know. I ain't stealing your line. You on your soapbox all day, every day. That's all you. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Make sure y'all check us out. The weekly detour. We gotta go pay some bills. We out here. Weekly detour. Weekly. I don't got. Have a great, have a great weekend, y'all. Get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Teddy, no, I'm just waiting for my part. We gotta wait for the end part to show up. We can't leave till his favorite part show up. Damn right. Love y'all. Peace.